Um, so I guess like my last question would be, um, so how, how did you guys sort of like, like, did you have to sort of fight like local, like, like local government, like municipal sort of regulations and uh, municipal officials or were, or were they sort of cool as long as you had your paperwork in order? You know, I mean, it was mixed. Um, is mixed. We definitely had to like put what our wants and needs were out there. And a lot of times I think it felt like it fell on deaf ears. I think that the, the locals felt like they needed to do something, but still they had a lot of the stigmatism attached to it. Like I was saying before, that they assumed like all, all the people that have been growing, like just had a ton, ton of money and had to be, and were able to pay all these fees and jump through all these hoops that kept changing and were really challenging. And so, it took um, a lot of time and energy from some of the local folks trying to talk to the different people, like um, the board of supervisors, et cetera, to try and get them to understand like what this was about. I think a lot of the people that were making all the rules didn't really know all the different aspects of the industry and what people were going to have to do and what implementing all these new rules was going to mean to the people that have been doing this for a while. And, and that they assumed that the people would just be, you know, funded, the the growers would be funded enough to just do whatever and that they were going to make a ton of money in return. But it turned out that, you know, it didn't really work out that way. And it put a lot of families and people out of business and changed their whole way of life. Um, so it's been like kind of a long, slow road, but I feel like it's getting better. It's definitely getting better. And there's less hoops to jump through. So on both sides, people are kind of just getting used to where things are at. Of course, there's still going to be some changing, some changes because it's a new industry, but it's, 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 it's balancing out a bit better these days. Definitely. That's, that's, that's awesome that, um, you guys were sort of able to adapt. Like it just feels like, like I, like I constantly sort of talk to my like state reps and, you know, like we have like a cannabis control board that regulates it on a state level, and I'm, I'm constantly sort of writing letters to them. And you know, it does feel that sometimes, like, okay, well, in my state, like I would say, sixty, seventy percent of the time, it sort of kind of falls in dead ears. But then that thirty percent mm-hmm. of the time, where they do listen and where you do get victories, it's just it's it's, it's, it's awesome, and it's. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at Pod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. 
We also have a $5 tier if you are feeling extra generous. Howdy, y'all. Hope you guys are having a good one. Um, as usual, we're continuing to start to fight shenanigans on a local and municipal level. We're continuing to face opposition from, from ret- recalcitrant boomers who are afraid of change and don't want to spread the access of this medicine to as many people that need it as possible again it's just a deadhead thing that their grandkids do or that they did decades ago and because they don't personally have association with it and they're just beer and wine with xanax on the side people they get to thumb their nose they get to be conveniently place in the house of power and and hold back progress with regards to cannabis um it's why we put that cold open from J- our interview with jamie of mendocino generations in the cold open even in places like the emerald triangle you're still having to fight these local tyrants and these local um, property owners that are opposed to what we are doing as cannabis consumers, as cannabis workers, as cannabis advocates. But again, it's piece by inches. You're going to have to, you're going to have to fight extra hard for the first down. And it's not always going to be easy. And you're going to have opponents with, with old school boomer mindsets trying to, trying to impose their will. But we can't, we can't give up. But um, let me read this article from the Berkshire Edge, and it's titled Residents Object Again to Pot Farm as New Report Cites Potentially Significant Odor Impacts. And this article is written by Terry Cowgill. Great Barrington. It was the community outreach meeting that turned into a community outrage meeting. The pr- principles involved in Fulcrum Enterprises proposed marijuana cultivation and manufacturing facility on Van Dusenville Road actually had a nugget of good news for the 30 or so angry residents who showed up at the Fairfield Inn last night. They were reducing the size of the project by more than 20%. But that did little to quell the opposition of neighbors who were on the edge of the possibility of 13 greenhouses with exhaust fans with an earshot of their homes that they had lovingly maintained in some cases for generations. The atmosphere at the community impact meeting required by the state of all applicants of marijuana establishments was occasionally tense, adversarial, and marked by mistrust. The attendees who had packed the inn's conference room confronted Fulcrum principals John Heck and David Ross with sometimes hostile questions and sharply worded philosophical statements. As originally proposed, the facility would be sited on 5.7 acres of in an industrial area that is also zoned for industry. The, they were to be 80,000 square feet of fully enclosed greenhouses for cannabis cultivation, along with the earth-toned metal building of some 5,000 square feet that would house a manufacturing facility, which in turn would contain the facilities to produce cannabis extracts and oils. But last night's meeting, Fulcrum officials, including attorney Katie McCormick, disseminated information indicating that the project had been scaled back. The total square footage of the grow facility, which includes the greenhouse, which was reduced to 58,000 square feet. The lot, mostly on the former Nolan gravel mine, 
at 22 Van Duserville Road will be home to 13 plastic-covered greenhouses and a 5,000-square-foot metal building housing a self-contained laboratory of little more than 400 square feet. The property, located about half a mile or a mile and a half south of the center of the Houstonic section of town, is zoned industrial. Normally, Great Barrington's zoning code allows for agricultural uses on industrial lots by right, but the town has a special bylaw, section 7.18 of the zoning bylaws, requiring a special permit from the select board for the cultivation of marijuana. So the town, the through its elected representatives, has final say say on whether Fulcrum comes to town. Fulcrum had already held two community impact meetings, including one in May. Because of the timing and delay in filings with the town and state, a third meeting was held last night. A few attendees questioned Fulcrum's motives in scheduling the meeting between Christmas and New Year's Day in and in insisting on holding the meeting yesterday during a winter storm that included sleet and freezing rain, which made for dangerous conditions for those who were brave enough to make the trip. Most of the residents were focused on odor, noise, and impact on property values. Okay, newsflash. In states that have legal cannabis and adult use, store cities and towns that end up allowing cannabis dispensaries see their property values go up. So all these crotchety boomer boomer uh, town people that are against this, this is gonna this is gonna help their property values and make their property worth more money in the long run, not less. They're not against the the cannabis. You know, it's like I always say, culture war posturing, and this that this happens all throughout the U.S. They're not concerned about the cannabis and the odor itself. They're just they're just bluffing. They're concerned about the people that it's going to bring in. Oh, we're going to have all these out-of-state New Yorkers coming to get our cannabis. Or, oh, it's going to ruin the character of quaint Western Massachusetts. You know, that's that's their real reason for being opposed. Let's keep it 100, okay? It's, it's culture war posturing. And they're just using, oh, we're concerned about the smell or the odor. You know, they're just using these technicalities to hide their real burden on xenophobic reasons for not wanting this. Heck said Fulcrum reduced the size of the proposed grow operation to address concerns raised in the process, most notably noise. As required, Fulcrum hired consultants to review the noise impacts of the neighborhood. He said that the project's noise impacts would be acceptable within limits, but was close enough that we decided to reconsist configure the positioning of the greenhouses. The greenhouses will run west to east and exhaust fans will blow a, blow to the east away from residential homes on Van Dersenville Road. At Fulcom's expense, the town has also hired consultants to investigate sound and odor impacts of what Fulcrum officials have called peer review studies. Just before the publication of the article, town manager Paul Prunetsky reviewed or release the odor study and posted it on the town website. The, the study on sound impacts will be posted quickly, will be posted publicly as soon as it is available. 
Perinsky said in a news release accompanying the odor study. Among other things, the odor report by Sciences and Engineering Inc. found that potentially significant odor impacts are predicted in the area surrounding the proposed Great Barrington facility area under the most unfavorable meteorological conditions. The report also concluded that even if the facility's operating staff were made aware of the potential odor occurrence, their ability to mitigate it would be limited. Division Street resident Michelle Lobert suggested that Fulcrum principals did not perform due diligence in seeking a property for their project because there are similar and less expensive lots available in Lee. Yeah, but then Lee residents would probably pull the same nonsense too. Um... It's like it's it's sort of whack-a-mole, you know. Oh, why don't put it in our neighborhood? Put it in the surrounding neighborhood. Put it in the next one. They put it in the next one. They get the same pushback. These same characters are, are pushing back. But um, again, Lee Lee, Massachusetts. It's like thirty minutes from New York State. So just to give a little bit of context here. But Heck said there is a variety of factors involved in selecting a site, including access to water and sufficient electrical power, both of which the Van Dersenville Road offers in abundance. Lobert, among with Trevor and Denise Forbes, have hired Pittsfield attorney Mitchell Greenwald to represent them. They recently made a broadly worded public document request to town clerk Jennifer Messina, regarding communications between town officials and Fulcrum. Lubert has released the documents to the news media. Others went so far as to question Fulcrum's business model. The Forbeses, who own a small inn on North Plain Road, noted that the wholesale canvas prices are dropping, and he wondered how Fulcrum's intended intended to make money while scaling back his proposal. Stop with this Fox concern about, about wholesale cannabis prices. Oh, we're just going to be like Oregon. No, we Massachusetts as a whole has never had a free market with cannabis. You know, we made the barriers as high as possible to, to set up shop for medical stores. We made the barriers as high as possible for recreational. You know, um, it's been big cannabis. It's been big corporations with connected to millions of liquid dollars that have ever had a chance to start cannabis business and because of that because you have it so locked down and you have such a limited amount of of, of vendors in the state the the prices we're not ever going to really have an oregon system because our red tape is a lot higher in the state is is as a whole and the operating costs are a lot higher as a whole and you're not going to run into that, oh, the price is going to crash or there's going to be too much. There's going to be more supply than demand or no, this person is just using the wholesale cannabis prices to sort of to sort of box these people out. These in people are trying to box this person out. Let's let's just call it 100 here. They're not actually concerned about wholesale prices. 
The Forbes says, you own a small inn on North Plain Road, noted that wholesale canvas prices are dropping, and he wondered how Fulcrum intended to make money while scaling back the proposal. Quote, no one goes into business to lose money, Hector replied. We feel comfortable that we will get a return. Others, including Associate Planning Board member Garfield Reed, cited a comment Heck made in a previous meeting to the effect that Fulcrum did not wish to locate itself in a community that did not want it. What has changed your mind, Reed said, perhaps rhetorically. We understood recreational marijuana was approved by a hefty mar pretty hefty margin, Heck replied. We thought we were coming into a town that had already considered and voted and decided on the receptivity of marijuana. But Lubert said many in Great Barrington had had a change of heart since recreational marijuana was approved by statewide ballot initiative in 2016. Quote, if I knew back then when I voted yes, that I would lose enjoyment of my property, then I wouldn't have done that, Lubert said. But it was the words of Cannadale Montano of Haustonic that seemed to resonate. So I'm going to interrupt this. I bet I'm going to bet you money that all these all these like naysayers, ten years ten years from now, when we're when we're almost in 2030, these people are going to you know their health as as all our health you know when we're living you know we're eventually going to run into a health problem and we're going to eventually want to do or take whatever medication that that would help that health issue i'm going to bet you money that these same people that are against this cannabis business are are going to 10 years from now when they're older and their joints are more creakier they're going to be seeking this out for medical purposes and they're not going to have enough places in their town to get or they're going to have to grow their own but i mean if these if this is a city council meeting and a lot of these are property owners they're not really worrying about supply issues if if they if they were in pain and needed it for for pain they can just grow their own they own their own property so they don't got to worry about a landlord banning that or them not having enough but eventually these people are going to use this for medical purposes and all this negative stuff they were saying about cannabis and about how we can't have these facilities in our towns because it's going to destroy the way of life and the property and yada yada. All these people are going, you're going, you're going to find these gray hairs and gray beards at, at, the, at the dispensaries 10 years from now being regular customers. And if they're not customers of dispensaries, they're growing their own. And, you know, they, they went overnight in just 10 years being like, oh, I don't even want this in my town to, I need this as medicine. And I was wrong. And I was a hypocrite when I was, when I was railing against this. But again, these these people are like these people are not going to face karma for their actions in a sense. They're, you know, they're they're in a privileged position. If they need it, they can grow their own and they're not going to they're not going to have to face the consequences of, of railing against this and limiting its access to people who can't grow their own and people who have to drive an hour to the latest one because idiots like this turned it down at meeting. No.
you know, I mean, I really wish that there was a way that these people could sort of see the consequences of their actions, but I'm, I'm not convinced that that will ever take place. You know, um, these people are going to get to be reefer madness. And then when they get sick 10 years from now, they're going to conveniently slink back and pretend that they were for it the whole time. And, you know, they're going to have abundant access that they need, but all this time that they spent restricting and limiting access to people, not in their privileged positions. Again, these folks are never going to face a comeuppance ever, you know, but I mean, I, I mean, I don't ever wish, I don't ever wish sickness or whatever upon anyone, but when they hit their time of need where they need this as medicine, I want them to have as much access as possible to it, even though they were instrumental in, in being opponents of it because it, it inconveniences their quote unquote property. But, um, yeah, I just want to interrupt that to, to say that, that all of these people, most of these people, they're going to, we all get old, we all, we all get sicker with age, and it's going to happen to these folks. And they might seek this out as a medicine, even though they were trashing it earlier. This is the community that you are imposing yourself on, she said, gesturing towards those in the room. All you have to do is walk down Van Dersenville Road to see that people live here. And my question to you is, why are you so hell-bent on building in that spot? What what are you and your kind doing around here? That's, that's what that language sounds like. I'm, if I'm to be honest, that's what these that's what these crotchety people sound like. I'm going to put a picture in the in in the um in the album cover of one of these crotchety citizens, but Again, 10 years from now, they're going to be talking about how they need this cannabis and how how the town has to do everything possible to have stores near them because now they're old and sick. I, I will bet you that 10 years from now that, that, that's, that these same people that were opponents are going to be begging and pleading for this stuff to treat their elderly aches and pains. But again, they're not going to face any comeuppance for being such xenophobic opponents of cannabis. They're not. They're not going to face any consequence for this for for these actions. None. The you know privileged people get to walk free and get to do what they want and 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 and, and put down others that are different from them. And because of their privilege, they're insulated from from getting any sort of comeuppance. It's sad. But that's what's going to go down 10 years from now. I'll bet you anything that these people, 10 years from now, they're going to be asking their nephew. They're going to be asking their niece, where, where do I get where do I get that sticky, icky stuff? I'm having joint pain. Fucking boomers. My question to you is, why are you so hell-bent on building in that spot, Montana asked. There are cheaper places. Obviously, it comes down to one thing, and that's greed. At the onset, McCormick said Fulcrum has appeared before numerous town boards and commissions for endorsements and approvals, including an endorsement and site plan review from the planning board. The Board of Health declined to recommend the project for approval by the select board. McCormick told the board that according to town bylaws, the health board has few jurisdictions issues of concern so fulcrum did not require any approvals from the local health officials until such time as a well or septic system was built 
The public hearing before the select board for Fulcrum special permit application began with a rowdy session in September and has continued several times because of delays in obtaining consultant reports. It is scheduled to begin again on Monday, January 13th at 5.30 p.m. at Monument Valley Regional Middle School. The cultivation, sale, and use of recreational cannabis-related products was legalized in Massachusetts through a 2016 ballot initiative. The measure passed by almost 7.5 percentage points statewide and almost 30 points in Great Barrington. So again, it's tyranny by majority. If it passed by 30 points in that town, it's only a, it's only a handful of property owners or it's a vocal minority of property owners losing their collective minds over this when they're not losing their collective minds over, you know, cows farting and cows letting, letting out methane gas throughout Massachusetts, throughout Western Mass, or, or, or horses doing the very same thing too. Again, I, I went to school in that area, so I, I, I know it. It's, I know what's there. You know, again, this is these, these people that don't want the grow facility in that area, they have other prejudices against cannabis and its users and are just using those as wedge issues and to sound the alarm of fake concern. That's all it is. You got to call their nonsense for exactly what it is. It's, it's culture war posturing. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, again, I don't want to, I don't want to drag this episode on too long, but let's, let's finish the last line. Implementation of the new law was left to the hastily created State Cannabis Control Commission. Preceding that law, medical marijuana was legalized in Massachusetts through the same process. End of article. So again, we, we win by winning. We win by confronting these reefer madness people on a local level, our state politicians, going to these meetings, showing up, making it known we're not deadheads, but we're law-abiding people who use this as a medicine and want to be treated as such. Again, we got we to gotta make our voices known. We can't, you know, the boomers and, and their reefer madness mentality, they still have power right now. And they're going to, they're, they're going to grab onto their power, kicking and screaming into the next decade. But we're going to have to continue letting it known that their, their, their time is almost up and it's time for a new generation with better beliefs to take over and, and, and improve things. That's, that's all, that's all it is. You know, we got to continue to roll up our sleeves and continue to, to put work on these idiots. And once we continue doing that, we may not get what we want off the bat, but eventually we'll make headway. So again, I don't want to keep this episode too long. Hope you guys got a lot out of this. Peace out. Ciao. Stay Medicaid, my friends, and happy new year. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www dot patreon dot com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar tier if you're feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast 
and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voicemail at 617-466-9389 that is 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to try sequoia organics for a great source of cbd and hemp based products you can check them out by hitting the link https colon slash slash bit dot ly slash three three four k r v nine and you can enter the following codes dogtree twenty tincture twenty forty percent off iso fifteen percent off cbd entire store and you can also get inexpensive cbd flower directly to your door quickly and cheaply in new england and the rest of the united states by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland and my email to contact me is i am cannabis sativa at gmail.com and as always stay medicated my friends peace out my uncle had a heart attack, and the only two people around were two three-year-olds. So he's all crouched up on the couch. I, I can't breathe. I, and they're and they're making fun of him. Deal. I, I can't breathe. 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 I, I can't even breathe. I, I can't even breathe. I. I can't even be I I can't even be I Go get your tea we're not gonna laugh no more we're not gonna laugh Hey Tell her I got a pain in my chest and I can't breathe Hey Tell her Tell her I got a pain in my chest and I can breathe and he's like this. <laughs> so your tia's outside talking to the lady under the house with the fence. And they already told you your whole life not to interrupt. So there you are. <laughs> what do you want? Oh, oh, um. Grandpa told me to tell you that he wants an ice chest and beef. <laughs> what? So they come in the house and there you are, todo tirado. Ay! What's the matter? Vieja. I got a pin in my chest. I can't breathe. So when you need them, all the shit that you've done wrong comes out. And now she's like, oh! You got a pain in your chest and you can breathe. Oh, so I'm not stupid no more, huh? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say no. I can't hear you. No! Shut up. Don't yell at me. I'm right here. So now you need me. But before, you don't need nobody, right? You stay with me for the kids, huh? But now you got a pain in your chest and you can't breathe. And now I'm beautiful. I'm not fat no more, huh?
I can't hear you. I'm not fat, huh? You got a pain in your shit. Don't fall asleep. Wake up. You got a pain in your shit. And can I can breathe? Yes, you can breathe. Hmm. Why don't you call that bitch you were dancing at the party with last night? Call that bitch. Call her. Call her. You got the number, Calderon. I found it in your shoes. Fall, call her. Put the phone down. Put the, leave them like that. Leave them. Put the, don't get involved in my business, Raymond. Put the phone down. You don't know him. He's a faker. Leave him like that. You don't, you'll snap out of it. Turning blue. Bullshit. Leave him. Call 911. I don't want people to know my life.